Where's the coffee? It's right here. Hang on. <laughs> Let me get some. This is the Creative Double Shot, a conversation about building the creative life you want. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Ginger. If you want more creativity in your life, let's talk. Welcome to another episode of the Creative Double Shot. Today, we are starting a new theme, um, which is why we create. And we're going to look at a few things that underlie, well, why we create. Does that sound like fun? It sounds like fun. <laughs> it's awesome. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons that we want to get into why we create is because if we don't know what's driving us, if we don't know why we're doing what we're doing, it makes it a lot easier to stop, right? Whereas if you kind of feel like you're getting lost on the way to wherever it is you're going creatively and you're like, ah, I'm, ah, I'm lost. No. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, if you find yourself lost, you have a place to come back to, to recenter and help you get back. I don't want to say on track, but just remember why you're doing it in the first place. One of the things we've talked about or alluded to in previous episodes was that if you're looking externally, it's a lot easier to get lost and not be able to recenter because those external rewards, if you're, if you're not getting them, then they're not there to recenter on. Yes. You know? And I guess uh, if, you have, if you're looking internally, then you can go, oh, I love the way I feel when I'm creating. I love what it feels like. It's, it really is all about feeling, isn't it? Kind of, mm -hmm. I feel like. See? I feel like. I know, right? Yes. It's, it's happening. <laughs> the ardening. What a feeling. <laughs> I'm podcasting now. <laughs> um, and, and this is what it's like every day, all day. Where's the coffee? It's right here. Hang on. Let me get some. But yeah, so the idea is that if you know why you're doing it, you can come back to it and it can help you remember the, the good. Usually you start a practice from the place that it's an internal fulfillment as opposed to, I'm, I'm going to start being creative so I can get rich, which, you know, probably most people who do creative practices are not rich or right. famous. I'll stop talking about that now <laughs> and we'll get into today's episode, which is making something from nothing. Ginger and I were walking last night and we were talking about this and it was kind of an interesting thing. It's like, oh yeah, when, when I create art, I, I'm creating something from nothing. But the more we dug into it, the more we found that that's not necessarily the case. And so I was thinking, it's like, yeah, you know, physically you have... A blank canvas. Or... A blank page. Or... An unmolded lump of clay. That's right. And so you have these, this physical nothingness, but even still, you, there's something there, right? Because your page right. and your canvas. You're starting with paint. You're starting with a pencil. But that's probably more semantics, right? Um, but yeah, and, and sometimes one of the reasons that maybe not looking at it strictly from the physical is because it's, it can be daunting. And so what are some of the things that you maybe have encountered when you face the blank canvas Oh, my goodness. Yes. The thoughts of I can't think of anything to paint, especially anything original or interesting. <laughs> right. Who comes and visits you when you're staring at the blank canvas? The inner critic. That guy. Soon, uh, by the end of this, we're going to be inviting the inner critic to come have dinner with us. Yes. And we'll invite talk, him in for tea. Talk about stuff. And, and we'll find that we, the inner critic's actually probably good for us, right? Yes. He's 
trying to protect or he or she or they. Yeah. Trying to protect us from That's something, right. from something <laughs> from scary. Ourselves. Yeah. You know, so there's a, a yes, you're you're starting with nothing and you're creating something out of whole cloth, whatever it is, but then we started looking at it deeper and what did we find? Creatively, we are not coming from nothing because we have all kinds of internal processes happening every day and all sorts of inspiration. Totally. And curiosities and anx- and oh, I almost said anxieties. Even anxieties, <laughs> those can be inspiration yeah. for creating. Yeah, absolutely. And we kind of went through and we're like, well, what what are sort of the things that are out there? You know, I I was thinking of the term, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants. Uh, but it's true, right? There's all this all this creativity that's come before that we've absorbed either consciously or unconsciously. So that's all in there. One of your favorites, you were talking about everyday inspiration. Right. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. For me, I don't know if anybody else does this. It's a little creepy. It turns out I'm sort of a peeping Tom, but I love, (laughs) okay, I don't go into people's yards, but I love walking in the early morning or dusk when I can sort of, when people have started turning on their lights and I can see inside people's houses. And I love looking at Matt. I know. I know. It's weird. The dark side of ginger. (laughs) But also looking at magazines, looking at books that show interiors. I love just sunlight on a sleeping cat or a pillow with a beautiful design. I love the textures and colors. And is it more than just visual? Does it, what, what feeling does that evoke inside you? Yeah, it's kind of like excitement and um, anything is possible. Yeah. It just sort of, it's, it's, I always use the word giddy, but it sort of is that it's just a satisfied, satisfied feeling. What about uh, comfort? Does that factor into it at all too? Comfort. Yes. It's a, it's a good feeling. So you look in, it's a good feeling. You already mentioned the giddiness, which is awesome. And I was thinking of, you know, we, we were talking yesterday and you'd mentioned about those, those like, you have this one book about interior, mm-hmm. des- I don't know if it's interior design, but it um, is. yeah, you just have all these roomscapes, we'll call them, and you just, just looking at them, I don't know, it, it always, for me, that's like, ah, oh, look I at that. I just picture myself there reading a book. And it's all clean, your clutter's clean, not everywhere. yes. <laughs> and so that's kind of cool, right? Because then you can bring that to a blank canvas and be like, oh, this is my clean room. Instead of coming to it with fear or whatever, it's like, oh, this is my clean room and I get to decorate it however I want. That's a beautiful Thank analogy. you. Yeah. It's the coffee talk. Wow. And I love that you are pulling not from like, oh, I look at this Gauguin book I have or it's not. Not, it's not Gauguin. <laughs> <laughs> That guy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, right, exactly. That's George O'Keefe. Like. I was like, this is totally the wrong <laughs> reference point. But you're not looking at other art, other visual art to get inspiration all the time. I mean, you do, but there are so many other sources of inspiration. So bringing it back around to the creating something from nothing, there's actually all this stuff there that you can lean on if you're feeling overwhelmed by the blank page or whatever. And Know that it's already there. It's not, it's not like you have to go out and find it. I mean, you've lived a whole life at this point that all this stuff is in you. You have reference points, so it's not from nothing, which is really cool. And then there are other things too, like, uh, you know, you have some old favorites, uh, whether it be 
either music you're listening to, and I'm trying to think of things that kind of cross-pollinate different uh, mediums, but you could have music, you could have uh, even TV shows and their aesthetics. And you've mentioned before, I think, like product design and yes, things along those lines. all yeah. around us. Look at that sleek new car or a cool couch, for example. Or there, there are things that you see for the first time that maybe have been around all the time, but you're like, oh my gosh, I've never really looked at that. That can be inspirational. Um, as a writer, for me, the thing that kind of I lean on when I'm kind of lost, I'm like, oh, well, remember like when you're reading certain authors that you love and you're reading them for the first time, like you can, most people can remember when they first read whatever, you know, I don't know if, if you're into fantasy, Lord, Lord of, of the, the Rings, Rings. Yeah. if you're into uh, like uh, science fiction, cyberpunk, maybe William Gibson, if you're into uh, <gasps> English Manor House's yes, Pride exactly. and Prejudice. Exactly. And so if you can conjure up that feeling of what it was like. And then go, okay, well, I'm going to approach this art that I'm doing to try and revive that feeling in me. Because that's ultimately the other thing is that a lot of times you have all this internal, all these internal resources, but you also are creating for yourself first and foremost. Yes. And so it's like, oh, well, I'm writing and it's not really getting me jazz. It's like, well, write something that gets you jazz, you know, like embellish, do whatever you need to do to kind of invoke that feeling. It doesn't work 100% of the time, the whole time you're doing it. But if you if you find yourself like, oh, I'm kind of bored with this, because if you're bored with your art, chances are someone else is going to be bored with it too. Yes. Uh, and you'll still be bored with it next time you look at it. Right. I had a teacher once that said, if you go into your creative pursuit trying to make something good, then you're <laughs> screwed right. from the beginning. Yeah. So getting back to the feeling, you can never go wrong with that. That's an endless... Yeah. And endless well. Who said that the work is never done? Abraham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking and, and uh, we, we listened. You can never, you never get it done. You can never get it wrong. That's right. And, and so, yes, we have these end products in mind, but ultimately it's about how you feel when you create. And, and I think we've mentioned this before that if you are pretty stoked on your thing in a, and, and it, you know, I think initially it helps to be uncritical. And then as you progress through whatever you're working on, yeah, you want to have a critical eye. But ultimately, if you are coming at it from a place that's really hitting your sweet spot, there are going to be other people who that will resonate with as well. Yes. And so if you're worried about whether your art will be accepted or not, then that's, it's not even an issue because it's coming from a place of, of self-love. Yes. And that's pretty awesome. And authentic. And then the, the last thing as far as having stuff that you're, you're bringing all this stuff to the blank page and the canvas, you're bringing your life experience and your unique POV. We were talking to about, and Ginger mentioned it earlier in this podcast, that, um, about the originality. Like, I'm coming and uh, I don't have any original ideas. It's like, well, you have your unique perspective. And even if it doesn't feel unique to you because you've lived with it your whole life. Yes. Then, you know, that's... It's only something I've recently really come to. That, yeah. oh, wow, I... I can't help but be original because you're ginger. I'm me. There's only one me. <laughs> literally. Which is good for a lot of reasons, mostly legal. <laughs> so that's it, you know, like when you create something from nothing, physically, you're creating something from nothing, yes. But emotionally uh, and creatively, you have an endless resource in yourself and your experience. And if you believe certain and your inspiration. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I was saying, if you believe certain people, whatever you're going to produce is already in you. So it's not like you have to find it and, or maybe find it, but you, 
you're not creating that from nothing. It's already in there. It's just a matter of how it translates from in there to out here. And so if you get nothing else out of this episode, it's that even though those physical things might be daunting, you've already got a huge toolbox that you're bringing with you. And just get in there and, and look for that feeling of what it's like to create. Anything I else? I love it. I'm going to go do that. I know, right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to pound this coffee <laughs> and then go hit the, the, the keyboard. Thank Canvas, here I come. Um, we've got a few more episodes slated for the why we create. And, uh, you know, maybe between episodes, think for yourself, like, why do I create? And some of you may already know, and it's not even an issue. And some of you may have never really thought about why you do it. Um, or why you want to. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Some people have to. Some people want to. Some people do both. Hopefully you do both. I have to, but I also want to. Yes. Um, because it's a, it's a pretty powerful thing. And we'll come back to it over and over again in the podcast, I'm sure, because it's, it's really the foundation of your creative practice. That's it. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll see you next time on The Creative Double Shot. See ya.